We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present. We extend our respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Hi guys, welcome to Bumps and Besties, a podcast about navigating the journey to motherhood through fertility struggles, friendship and all the bumps along the way. I'm your host Lexi, along with my co-host and bestie. Hi, I'm Amy. Our podcast is here to explore the often tricky, usually emotional path to motherhood through the lens of two besties on two different paths. Laugh with us, cry with us, and know wherever you're at on your journey, you're never alone because your besties are here and we have your back. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bumps and Besties. Good morning. How are you today slash this week? Look, it's, I'm getting there. The anxiety is still quite elevated, mm-hmm. um, but we're getting to a kind of nice point where it's almost safe and I am feeling physically slightly better, yeah. but that is making me more anxious that I yeah. no longer feel nauseous and yeah. stuff all the time. So give us, our listeners, a, an update. Where are you at? What, what's your week? Almost 11 weeks. That's so yeah. exciting. So it is. It's, I went and had another scan this morning and baby is perfect and was Yay. waving at the ultrasound and having the time of its life and... Yeah, no, so everything looks really good. It's just I'm starting to feel better, which sends yep. my mind into an absolute spiral about why I feel better. And it's just... <laughs> well, yeah. you know, aside from having HG, there is a point usually in most people's pregnancies where they start to feel less awful. Yeah. So you're just kind of coming up to that. It's like a safe period, which yeah, is nice. Exactly. So it's going to be six to eight weeks of limbo while I feel mm-hmm. okay but can't feel anything. And then hopefully once I can start to feel baby move a little bit, it'll be... Yeah bit less anxiety and a bit more calm and relaxed yeah. about Do you know this. if your placenta is on the front or the back? No. No. I never asked. Yeah. Well, ask next time you have a scan because that will affect whether you feel it earlier or later. Oh. So a rear-facing placenta, sometimes they say you can feel it later. And then a front-facing placenta, you can feel it earlier. There you go. So, awesome. Yep. Ask whether, <laughs> what, what your position is and that might give you a little bit of reassurance. Yeah. And now you're this week. Yeah, this week's been a bit tricky. Um, so we're at 25 weeks and on Monday I had four hours of labour pain. Mm. So that was really unexpected. Mm-hmm. So I think obviously just Braxton, everything is fine. But it came on really, really strong, really, really painful. And I was... And Mondays are a busy day for you. Yeah, it, it was not really a day I could do anything about. I was ferrying my dad back and forth from hospital. He had to have a procedure. We had music class. I had an OB appointment. So it was a lot of running errands. And then to be effectively in feeling like I was in labor for four hours was horrific. But then I suppose the reassurance of knowing that I was seeing my OB that day yeah. Got bubs checked. It was just kind of fortuitous timing because I think I probably was in a mild state of panic where I was like, oh, my God, this is like one week out of viability. Like, yeah. I don't really want this to be happening right now. Yeah, exactly. So it was nice to just be like, okay, I'm going to go see my OB. So baby girl had flipped around. So she was head down, feet in my ribs. I've been having so much rib pain. Um, so it's just like the rib cartilage is expanding. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get it with Ted because by this stage he was already breached yeah. and he was frank breached from here for the rest of my pregnancy. So I never really got feet up in the ribs because he was across my body. Yeah. 
And with baby girl, she's got plenty of room to move <laughs> about. So she is constantly Music. sort of, yeah, move sort of like up and down and all, all around the place. So it is quite painful. Um, and my OB pretty much was like, okay, you need to have a week of rest, which I thought I'd done already because I was a bit sick last week. So we'd had a, a couple of quiet days. And then this week I thought we'd be able to get back into our normal routine and go back to the gym and I'm working on Fridays. So yeah, it's just been probably bad timing to be feeling so unwell and like just physically sore. Not able to do something. Like yeah, which is, which is challenging for me. I don't really like. You're a very go, go, go person. You don't like to sit. I don't here. like sitting around doing nothing. It's not really for me. And like, you know, not being able to go to Pilates class. And like, usually I get that hour to myself every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mm -hmm. in the morning, Ted goes off to crash, absolutely loves it. And I think it's just been like a bit of like a consolidation of like bad stuff. So Ted's getting his molars through now. So he's probably more unsettled than usual. I've got less patience than I usually do because I'm sore. So yeah, it's been a challenging week. <laughs> but these things happen. Look, yeah. that's what happens. You get your good weeks and you get your not so good weeks, yeah. as you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very up and down, but, you know, we're getting there. Yeah, absolutely. So we thought this week, guys, we were going to do a little essentials checklist. Mm -hmm. Given that you're coming up to your end of your first trimester, yep. for those who maybe have just found out that they're pregnant or they're, you know, very early stages into their first trimester, we thought we'd put together a bit of an essentials list for you guys. Mm -hmm being very fresh for you because you uh, you're almost at the end yep. so we thought we'd put together a little list for you guys so you can see what we have found super super helpful yeah and maybe there's something in here a little wisdom nugget for you if you're suffering through <laughs> something something that we can help with so do you want to kick it off Ames what has been on your essentials list my biggest thing, funnily enough, has been an insulated water bottle. So yeah, right. I'm not a big fluids drinker generally. Yes. I don't like water. I don't like the taste of it. I just think it's gross. <laughs> but so I've not really ever been a big fluids drinker, but obviously you have to and yes. you don't have much of a choice. In no. Um, so I find that room temperature water or water that's too warm or too cold, if it's not quite right, I won't touch it. Yeah. So the biggest thing for me was having a decent insulated water bottle that I could fill up with the temperature I wanted and keep it with me because, you know, the worst part, having to, like, I'm fussy about the bottled water that I buy. Yeah. Too. Like, there's certain brands I'll drink if I have to and other brands I won't touch at all. Yeah. So just knowing that I've got that with me and knowing, too, like, if my water bottle is a 1.5-litre water bottle, I have to get through two of those. Yeah. That's my goal for the day. Yeah. So it helps me keep track of it. So for someone who doesn't like water, that's been the biggest yeah. thing is the, the water bottle um, and a decent one because I've had a few others that have been either really small or they've not held the insulation well. Yeah. But so investing in a decent bottle was good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All the dry snacks. Yes. Yeah. This was on my list as well. <laughs> so essential. Yeah. I don't know if you got this, but I got really like tummy pains a lot as well mm. in my first trimester. So I found eating anything that was like quite strong in flavor would yeah. make it worse or upset my stomach. And then I didn't want to eat anything and yeah. then nausea would kick in. Yeah. So I have like an all day constant, constant nausea and mm -hmm. it's never, it doesn't usually eventuate into actual vomiting unless I'm trying to brush my teeth. That's mm -hmm. not fun at all. Yeah. Um, but most of the time it's just like a, 
low-lying refluxy nausea that doesn't really go away. Mm-hmm. Um, it is worse in the evening, and I don't know if that's because I'm more tired or what's going on. Yeah, there. I think it's probably, um, like, from what I've heard, it's, like, your um, body's, like, rhythm for when it, like, eats and sleeps and yeah. eats and sleeps, and that's why sometimes it's worse in the evening. Yeah, so I find that I pretty much have to... I, I can't stomach a whole meal. Like, I yeah. can't stomach a big meal. I, you know, we went out just to a pub at the end of the night and I couldn't finish my schnitzel and chips. Like, I just yeah. can't stomach at all. But having to eat something small every couple of hours because yeah. I can notice it. If I'm hungry, I'm not feeling great. Yeah. Um, What's your go-to dried snack? You remember when you were a kid and there was those monster noodles? They were like, you sit them from the school. Yeah. Like a yellow foil packet with a blue monster. Yeah. Those. Okay. Yeah. So very weird. But... It's just a slight chicken flavor, but mm-hmm. a super easy, crunchy noodle, um, peanut butter toast. Yes. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, and things like muesli bars and things yeah. that I can keep on me and just throw them down when I yeah. need to that are still quite dry, still not too overpowering, but mm. easy enough to eat. Yeah. Because, yeah, if I'm not going to have something in my mouth pretty much at all times. Yeah, I know. I think, like, in my first trimester with Teddy, I w- my stomach was so upset whenever I tried to eat anything. I literally lived off Jats crackers and cheese toasties mm. for about 12 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> And that was all I could eat. And I said to my GP, I was like, my diet's terrible. All I eat are white things right now. And she's like, you know what? At this stage, it's just about survival. Eat whatever it is that your body allows you to put into your system. String cheese, the cheese stringers. Oh, okay, yeah. Pretty easy to get down to because they're quite mild. I quite like those. But, yes, my diet has been a very bland carby mm-hmm. just yeah it's dry. all the carbs like you yeah. don't really want fruit and veggies and meat and i'm a big meat eater like i love red meat and pre-pregnancy would eat it three four times a week yeah i think i've cooked two steaks in the last three months and yeah, both wow. times i've struggled to get through them and the yeah. smell afterwards has made me so sick yeah and which doesn't help because i'm anemic but you yeah. know <laughs> the body needs what it needs so like i'm forcing myself to stomach some stuff too like make some stir fries with some yes, red meat in good them idea. Yeah, just trying to get some nutrients in so this baby doesn't come out obsessed with peanut butter toast and cheese strings. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Small meals often is the way to go. Yeah. And so on the topic of meals, pre-cooked meals or things I can throw in the oven. Oh, yeah, good idea. The evenings are the worst for me. Yeah. I generally wake up feeling okay, but come three, four o'clock, that's me done. Like, yeah. like I've got nothing left for the evenings. So I do most of the cooking in our house because mm-hmm. Harvey works outside the house 12, 14 hours a day. Mm. Um, and... I just, I can't A, be bothered cooking a meal. I don't have the energy to cook a meal. (laughs) And the smells of most things just make me not want to touch them. Yeah, I remember trying to cook meat for Ash in my first trimester with Teddy and I couldn't couldn't handle it because I was a pescatarian yeah. then um with this pregnancy I've changed over to just eating whatever but I remember distinctly even if I'd start making like spaghetti or something I'd have to like leave the room and get mm-hmm. him to take over Ash to take over because I couldn't handle it yeah the smell was awful well, by the time I've stood there for half an hour and cooked something I don't want to eat it yeah like it's just like oh well now I've smelt it all and now it's made me feel even more unwell and no matter what it is it's just not going on yeah. in my mouth so things that I can throw in the oven um you know there's plenty of meal delivery services mm-hmm. out of there out there and just things that are easy like even if I am making a pasta something you know yeah jars of sauce throw yeah. some chicken and some pasta together and leave it at that because if it takes me more than 10 15 minutes it's not, not happening <laughs> yeah we've been using um the dinner ladies recently so we decided to trial them after getting a coupon in my little 
baby gift bag for my OB mm-hmm. and we were trying to work out what we wanted to do once Emmy gets here because last time we had light and easy, which was fine. The food's fine, but it's still diet food. Yeah. And my recovery was, um, you know, like I was trying to establish my breastfeeding and all the rest of it. And when you're eating diet food, that's not really, (laughs) it's not really the time to be eating diet food. So I, I kind of struggle with some of those meals. So we're trying the dinner ladies love them now. Well, funnily enough, I got a vouch for them too the other day. So I don't, on a side note, completely unrelated to, well, I guess it's your first trimester because you have to be between, I think it's 8 and 13 weeks. Mm. But the Australian Institute of Ultrasound is based in Surfers. So oh. anyone, you have to, I said, I think it's 8 and 13 weeks, but you can sign up and register with them. And what they do is they train sonographers. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. you go and it's free. Um, so I put my name down when I was about seven weeks pregnant, mm-hmm. told them my situation, just said, you know, they're not really there to point out any medical mishaps mm-hmm. there is an overseeing sonographer who of if they course. notice anything will say hey look yep. talk to gp have this rescanned but so you basically it's so that the trainee sonographers can learn to do their jobs yeah right. so i saw them at about nine weeks on a saturday morning so they've got times all around that suit mm-hmm. um I booked it in advance. They've since rung me again and said hey can we fit you in on this day we've had someone cancel oh fantastic but it took maybe 45 minutes of my time and mm-hmm. I got to see baby and it's they so reassuring just, yeah and they all just did a over my tummy scan and they just had to find my ovaries find my uterus find mm-hmm. the baby find the heartbeat um and it was great and then I left with goodie bags full of stuff so, so if good. you are open to just you know having an int- like a reassurance scan yeah, kind of yeah. more than an actual diagnostic scan Australian Institute of Ultrasound in service very handy amazing yeah. that's so good yes so go there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, I'm sure you guys can have a bit of a Google. I don't know where the dinner ladies are based, but we've been doing them for about four weeks now. And we're just going to keep doing it mm-hmm. because it's, for me, like at this point, it's kind of taking a bit of a mental load off yeah. because I do all the cooking. Obviously, Hubs gets home at like, you know, six o'clock later if there's been traffic or he's gotten stuck with a procedure. Yeah. So it just takes the like mental thought of what am I cooking for dinner for all three of us out. Yeah. I don't have to think about it. I just take out a food in the morning and it's like you still have to cook a little bit. So you might have to like chuck some rice on and the curry bit is ready to go and you just heat it. Yeah. Or, you know, it might be uh, make the pasta so it feels like a nice home cooked rich meal but you're not having to like do all of it do too much for yeah. it which is really really helpful so I think we'll continue to do that as well as yeah. we move through yeah. the pregnancy and once Emmy gets here um and then I guess for me the other things that kept me sane through the first time I said we're having little activities and allowing myself downtime so yes I'm not someone who likes to sit still you know I work from home Mm. I always have a million one things to do on my to-do list so I'm not someone who can easily switch off and just be like oh you know I'm gonna rest now yeah so having things like a book to read or you grab me some coloring books and just Mm. some things where I can be like no I need to take half an hour to an hour I need to go lay in bed and I need to read a couple of chapters of my book or color in a page or two and just let myself relax and not be so highly strung and doing everything all the time yeah just giving yourself that chance to rest because the f- fatigue is just on another level. It is, and, and it's not something you expect either. No, because it come it like it kind of comes all of a sudden, and you think, oh, gee, I'm tired today, and then it just lingers for weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks, and you just can't 
get not tired no matter what you do. Like we went for a walk the other day and we were walking, but we walked slowly over about four or five hours around the city. And I came from a nap for an hour and a half. Yeah. It was just, you don't realize how tired you get and how quickly you get that tired. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was just making sure I allowed myself that downtime and had things I could do that, you know, I wasn't lying in bed going, oh, you know, I could be doing this right mm-hmm. now. Something to distract me. Yeah, need something to like mentally switch off. Yeah. Because I think for a lot of people as well, like obviously not everyone's going through as much as you have, but I think a lot of people do struggle with the anxiety in the first trimester because it's, you know, everything kind of you're waiting for the next step for it to be, you know, safer or better or, you know, your next scan or whatever it is. So it's a lot of like waiting periods where if you can have something to just turn your brain off. And that's it. Like I find that if I'm sitting at my computer, computer all day I'll just randomly start google things yeah and, and that's like that's not good. no 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 Amy stop good like step yeah. away so I yeah I definitely had to make sure I took breaks away from the computer and I know that's a luxury look most people don't have to walk away from their office or mm. whatever. but even if it's you know early in the morning late afternoon just doing something that's going to switch your brain off for yeah. a little while just a little mindfulness mm. to kind of keep the anxiety at bay yeah yeah, absolutely. They've been my go-to so far. Yeah, cool. Um, so I definitely agree. Naps, totally essential. <laughs> so essential. I My first trimester with Ted, probably the first 10 weeks, maybe even 11, I would go down every afternoon. Like mm-hmm. I just could not get through a day without a nap. Yeah. Now, obviously being pregnant and having a 15 month old is not so much, easy. much harder. Some days I get one in. If he is sort of doing an afternoon nap, but most of the time he's doing a midday nap now, which is good in terms of like I get two hours where I can be productive and actually get heaps of stuff done. But it does mean if I'm feeling run down or I'm really tired or I'm feeling not so good, I don't often get my afternoon nap. Yeah. But I have just been going to bed really early. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Any pain that you're... OB or your GP has said like is normal I managed with Panadol don't take Nurofen no so that's a big no-no I'm sure every doctor will agree with you if you need pain relief in that first trimester just Panadol that's all you need none of the like extra fortified blah 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 no just straight plain Panadol (laughs) nothing nothing crazy um, and then for me, like I was quite, I had a lot of tummy problems. So I had gastro stop with me Yes. and this is probably one of those controversial ones. So have a chat with your GP. My GP cleared it for me because I started losing a lot of weight in my first trimester because I couldn't eat. And then every time I did eat, I immediately went to the bathroom. Yep. So she just said, look, at the end of the day, you shouldn't be losing weight at this point. We need you to at least hold on to it. So she said, like, in terms of my risk factor, just to take the gastro stop if I was out and about and I felt something happening, gastro stop, go home, deal with it. Yeah, and my GP was very much the same. As you said, there's many mixed opinions and I've seen many specialists and they all have different opinions. And some have said, yeah, it's completely safe and some have gone, oh, we're on the cautious side. Yeah. But very much the same thing. My GP said, if you're out and about, you've got plans, you need to be doing things. You can't be stuck at home because you're stuck to the toilet or whatever it is. Exactly. You need to still live your life somewhat. And as I said, keep the food down. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the other issue I got was really bad heartburn. Mm. So Gaviscon, absolute best friend. Honestly, I always have Panadol, Gaviscon and Gastrostop in my bag now because it it has continued to plague me through my entire (laughs) pregnancy so far. So those are like the big ones. 
ones, again, have a chat with your GP before you take any medication. And the big thing that I have had and struggled with, and you can probably hear it now because I got a cold last week and now I've got this again, is nasal congestion. Mm -hmm. So I get this just when I'm pregnant. And it is awful. It feels like if you've ever had hay fever, that's what it feels like. And it's constant for me. So uh, your GP will advise on ones that are safe for you. And it changes as you go through your pregnancy as to what you can use. So the first trimester, they're very, very careful about what kind of decongestant you're using because they don't want anything that's going to fundamentally change everything that's going on in your body. So there's things that you can use that are non-medicated nasal spray. Um, So Fess and Rhinocort, I think have a chat with your GP and see what they would suggest. Fess has a medicated version and a non-medicated. So the non-medicated is safer. Um, It's saline. And it just clears out the nostrils. I don't use it during the day. I just kind of, I'm a mouth breather during the day (laughs) and I just have to kind of put up with it. But to get to sleep at night, I definitely take it because if I don't take it, then I'm up all night and then I'm sicker during the day. And if you're not sleeping properly, then it just kind of sets your whole day back. And you're already not sleeping properly because you've got to pee all the time. Oh, I know. Yeah, you're up a million times. So, yeah, whatever you can do to kind of help alleviate that as much as you can, then that's that's kind of your go-to. The other thing I found really helpful, and this is not going to work for everyone. I know it doesn't work for you because you're not a tea drinker, but ginger teas Mm. because the ginger helps with the nauseousness. Yeah, I did find flat lemonade you know when you're sick and you, yes like the flat yeah. lemonade does help everyone said to me drink the ginger tea but i just can't stop yeah if, if you don't like it beforehand <laughs> you're probably not going to like it in your pregnancy yeah. so hubs actually likes the rock ginger like the chunks of mm. ginger i don't like that i find it really overpowering and a bit spicy so it's not for me but like if i was really really nauseous i would down a bit of that and yeah. it, it definitely helps i don't know why it just takes the nausea away you can kind of get through another couple of hours yeah um the other big thing i would say is someone you can have a chat to yes outside of your immediate partner Mm -hmm. and i think that this is really important because your emotions are really heightened and really charged yeah so i think it's really important to have somebody you can talk to that's not your partner so if you are feeling some kind of way you can just kind of debrief to that person then they get it yeah and i'm not saying like tell everyone the second you get your pregnancy test and it's positive but just like confide in like one or two other people yeah just have someone else you can lean on because it's a lot for everybody and i guess along those lines is also having a medical healthcare professional that you trust and you can rely on because no matter whether you've had a natural pregnancy or whether you've had fertility treatments there's always going to be things you're not sure about and things that are going to panic you and and just knowing like I'm very lucky that my GP is wonderful but she's hard to get into yeah and to get an appointment with her can take me two weeks at it sometimes yeah so for me this time this pregnancy it was about her having referred me to a clinic that has sonographers has midwives has nurses so that I know that if I wake up feeling anxious or sore or whatever it may be and I just feel like I need to be checked over I can ring them and I can at least have someone to talk to I can go in if they need to see me um so yeah having that friend but also having someone on your healthcare team who you trust and you can reach out to as well yeah absolutely I think that's so important 
and making sure that like as soon as you find out that you're pregnant making that call to your gp mm-hmm. and then you can sort of get everything kick-started because even like if it is early six or seven weeks and you find out you it's always good to get all those appointments kind of started the ball yeah. rolling so that you know you've got someone to talk to especially if there's a specific clinic or whatever it may be that you want to go yeah. to like <clears throat> i knew from the beginning that I wanted that my GP and I were going to choose for me to go through this other clinic with their doctors and their sonographers yep. because they are a high care facility. So yep. they they have maternal fetal medicine specialists and that kind of thing. So, you know, if you have twins or you have any kind of pregnancy complication, your first scan is usually at about seven or eight weeks, yep. your dating scan anyway. So to line those appointments up and book them in so that you've got them when you want them and you know all the times are available. Mm-hmm. It's not actually, it goes so quickly. It like, does so fast. I booked all my scans up until 16 weeks at seven weeks and I'm already halfway through them. Yeah. Like, yep. just yeah, because it will just kind of come before yeah. you realise it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last thing that I found really helpful in my first trimester was um, doing a little bit of light exercise. So I started this when I was pregnant with Ted, just doing a quick like 20 minute pregnancy specific yoga class. And I just found like this free lady on YouTube who I thought was just wonderful. And it was just sort of something to do when I would get up. And then even if I was feeling really bad in the afternoon, I was the same as you, like sick in the morning, not so sick in the morning, but feeling awful by the afternoon. Then I felt like I'd done something good for my body. And just because everything starts stretching and tightening and feeling like quite uncomfortable having that little bit of extra time for yourself it's sort of like that mindfulness yeah like the pregnancy yoga is very low impact Mm -hmm. so you know it's really about stretching and breathing and all the things that you'll end up taking through your whole pregnancy and then into labor if you have a natural birth yeah so i found that really helpful it's free if you've got youtube as well which is even better we love a freebie and that i found really really helpful just to feel like i'd done something for the day and I'd done something healthy for my body so even if I did live off jats and cheese sandwiches (laughs) at least I'm like no it's okay I did 15 minutes of yoga this morning exactly yeah yeah well guys that's probably our list i think hopefully there's a few little nuggets of wisdom in there if you guys have anything that you have found really really helpful and you want to share with the community please let us know yeah we might pop a poll up and ask you guys our question box and see what suggestions you guys have for everyone out there yeah absolutely and you know the drill guys we are on facebook instagram and tiktok so you can follow us along there we're always posting little bits and pieces and then of course wherever you are getting us in your ears whether it be spotify pod uh podcastle we've got apple we've got Spotify, uh we've got audible <laughs> all the all the places yeah, most of them are there yeah wherever you get your podcast really and share it around so that you spread the word of what we are having chat about or if you want to tell us we're completely wrong you can do that as well we're open to criticism (laughs) (laughs) all right guys hope you all take care we'll see you next week bye